As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Imagine someone 2,000 years ago was probably looking at the same rock. It's kind of like looking at the past. Yes. And Paul's like, I see your basic observation. <laughs> and I will go ahead and raise you this observation. And I raise you one crazy notion. <laughs> right. He goes, yeah, and this rock will probably be here 2,000 years from now. So if you take a look at it long enough, it's like looking into the future. Hmm. And the student's like, okay, I gotta go. I think I get some baklava. <laughs> <laughs> I uh for which is weird because for me I'd have been like excuse me tell me everything here's some weed <laughs> I know totally tell me what you're thinking <laughs> nobody wants to admit they believe in ghosts there are just a lot of unanswered questions and most people would be like oh. not like how people react when they hear about our podcast we were right <laughs> there are things back here I don't want milk it was a miracle we must explain no. it Hey everybody, this is Paula. Oh my god. <laughs> or Rick Dees. Uh, <laughs> and this is Elaine. I'm just messing with you, Paula. <laughs> what? And you're listening to Wait What? Question mark, question mark. Question mark, question mark, question mark. The big news of the day is that the Arecibo <laughs> telescope completely collapsed. We've been talking about it. Now, did the they cable just... snapped, another cable snapped. It completely broke apart. So they just na- they just let it go. They just let it... it. It looked like the platform then that was left holding everything mm-hmm. up, it collapsed. So then everything... Colla- <laughs> you know, the cat's going to be like that. Let me take this... But yeah, so there's the whole thing. If wow. you watch the video, yeah. it just crumbles. Yeah. So it's done. Wow. No more Arecibo wow. telescope. I guess they if if it was that deteriorate they haven't been using it. I think they just left left it, right? It wasn't deteriorating. Oh, it, wasn't. it was the cable that snapped or it snapped out of its holder. But and it, then when the second one snapped it just it then just made the everything collapse. Oh, yeah, it, it lost its integrity. Well, that sucks. But I guess I don't know. I mean, things stop being there it's, after a while. So <laughs> things stop being there. <laughs> I'm just going to pause a moment so everyone can really reflect on that. I have a saying in life: <laughs> things sometimes stop being there. Oh my God, Paula, how profound! I I hope 
Please don't hate me. I try not to lord my high <laughs> my, IQ over every my philosophical superiority. But it's such a gift. Thank you for recognizing that, Elaine. <laughs> I mean, if, I've, if I'm ever asked to speak at a funeral, I'm going to be like, you know, sometimes people die. Right? <laughs> Actually, all the time people die. They always die eventually. And this is just one of them. So I don't know why you guys are so, all crying. You know, bye, mom. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> no, it's fine. I love my mother. <laughs> so how's your week been? It's been pretty good. What have you we been doing? We walk before we, I know. <laughs> we record. So I'm like, oh, you know damn well how my week Listen. has been. <laughs> this is for the audience now. No, okay. I'm, I'm actually. No, it's we, been pretty good. No, we haven't talked about like what, I mean, aside from work. Mm-hmm. But like, have you, you know, I don't know, watched anything interesting? Oh, God. Read anything well, interesting? I think I mentioned before that series, The Boys, which I binged oh, yes. two seasons. I, I still need to watch that. That's on my list. I watched, there's this, have you seen the show on Netflix called Dairy Girls? Yes. Oh, God, I love them so much. <laughs> and then I'm also into the British Bake Off show. Oh, God, and I it noticed they, so hungry. Well, they had the holiday special last night, and one of the holiday episodes was the Dairy Girls doing the holiday cook-off just the characters from that show oh my god i need to watch it now it was so good it they were like their characters (laughs) and the nun was the most i mean she was different because she wasn't dressed like a nun but she's really hilarious i love her oh my god i gotta watch it like i'm so glad to be here with the girls but i mean except an irish accent um she said that doesn't mean i won't crush them Yeah, so that's what I watched. I Nothing watch that. really paranormal related though this week. Although the monoliths everywhere. Oh right. Which actually it lost its magic for me because somebody said that it was not solid. It was like aluminum on the outside and like a cardboard on the inside. One of them. Yeah. And not the one in Utah though, I don't think, right? I don't know. I don't know. There but even the one in Utah where sheets of metal riveted. Riveted together. onto like a very okay. but can you like a normal cat flu. It wasn't solid. No, it wasn't solid. And then they started appearing like Romania here, here in a Tascadero. I was like, oh my god, on Pine should... Mountain. When I saw the picture, I'm like, that's Pine Mountain, right? And I was like, we should go. And then it was, and then it was gone. gone. And then like a bunch of like there were different stories. Someone said a bunch of Christians came yes. and took it down. Someone yeah. else said there were people in like military garb. It's so like, this stupid. is so ridiculous. Everyone just needs to calm down. Calm the fuck this down. This is why if it was real, like if I like if it was aliens, like everybody said, which obviously it wasn't, it was uh-huh. just an art piece. But like they would never visit us because no, we get so they? fucking threatened by a monolith. Imagine what? if they gave us like a message. You know, it's so hilarious because I was thinking about 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm, and at the yeah. end of that, the monolith appears. And it's like the apes going, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. And it's kind of like the change. And I was like, oh, yeah. And now it's back and we're changing back. Now we're a bunch <laughs> of apes climbing on top ooh. of it and, and shitting all over it's the shit. ground in Utah. Right. Because people were driving out there and then they were having to clean up all the poop. Like, why can't you at least take a plastic bag with you? What is with the pooping? People started shitting all over Utah because it was a monolith. (laughs) I'm like, you guys are weird and animalistic. Oh, my God. Well, remember when that happened in, like, Yosemite or something? Yeah. Like, people were shitting on the side of the road. I mean, tell me you didn't bring one single plastic bag camping. if you're going to be disgusting, go ahead and buy a diaper. Like, come on. 
shit all over yourself. Shit all over yourself. Don't shit over nature. It is the weirdest thing. Nature's like, ew. I'm like, yeah, we cannot be trusted no. with anything. Aliens are like, look at that. They're shitting where they're fucking. We're just going to put this here and see. Yeah, no. No, no. We're going to dig up. Yeah. yeah. Like, what if, like, we have representatives uh-huh. who are probably like, no, you guys, they're totally we're well. We're proud of them. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. Yeah. And we just screwed it up. They're like, uh, we're like whoa, 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 now they're going back to the meeting like, fuck. No, and we're, we're going to. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to just put a little salt on that climate change. And, and all the big headed aliens are like, we told you so through their minds because they don't have any mouths. We knew they weren't stupid. They told you. They're still apes with thumbs, opposable thumbs. Oh, God. We are as a species not doing that well. It's so funny because I think. I think we are and we could be. I think just, I don't know. There I think are some It's who the are, bad, yeah. ap- no, I really think majority of us are good. I think the yes. bad apples are really loud. They're loud. And they they're, get their campers out. And they're, they're shitting everywhere. And they apparently have time on their hands. Like, oh, they're not monolith in the boonies. For real. Like us, we would have to be like, okay, we, we'll make sure you're not working that day and it's fucking gone. Yeah. But some of these people, the ones that shit everywhere... I the ones imagine. that can't control their bowels have a lot of time on it's their so hands. It's so nuts. And Pine Mountain, I'm sure they weren't shitting up there. Hopefully not. Because that's only, it's like a mile and a half round trip. Like you climb up, yeah, you yeah. climb down. Yeah. So if they were shitting like, oh, we've been on this trail 30 minutes. <laughs> I got to start shitting all over. Well, for me, I haven't been watching anything because I just get home too late and I got all kinds of shit. But I have time to mm-hmm. obviously listen to audiobooks and stuff. So the audiobook oh, I just yeah. finished which was eye-opening, was Demi Moore's, which I feel oh. bad because I'm so late to the game. This came out a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, like, writing to me, like, Demi Moore, oh, my God, your story was so great. And I wrote Maureen McCormick. I'm like, oh, my God, didn't know you were a cokehead. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing that you didn't die from how much fucking Are coke. they writing back to you? No. <laughs> They're like, bitch, too late. <laughs> if you guys get a chance to either read... Um, Marie McCormick's was good, too. Mm-hmm. It's called Here's a Story. A coquette named Marsha. Uh, and then... Who was sleeping with her brother. Brother on the show. Who was also sleeping with mom. Wow. I mean, they weren't actually sleeping together, but they But they dated. went on a yeah. date. Yeah, that's weird. Weird. And another surprising one. I love all these memoirs. <laughs> I listened to Jen- Jessica Simpson. Oh. Who you would think, like, that she's had this kind of thing that she was, like, a dummy. Yeah. Turns out she's not a dummy. She totally, fully knew what she was playing when she was with Nick. Yes. And, again, same thing where it was like, wow, Hollywood is brutal to these women. And she had that series for a while celebrating women across the yeah. world, I yeah. think. And she's, she's and, and I, yeah, and she's kind of helped and she continues with that. But nobody talks about that. Yeah. They all talk about her faults. And it made me hate John Mayer so much. I mean, I hated John, John Mayer, Mayer already. An awful person. Oh, John Mayer is a fucking pretentious yeah. asshole yeah. that needs to get his ass beat. And I'm not going he to apologize. He's not only mean to her, he played fucking games with her head. Ooh, he's like, like a gaslighter. Oh, totally. <laughs> I'm on your side. No, he's a dick. He's a, he needs to get, he's one of those people that just needs to get a good ass whooping. Sorry. This to promote will be violence. A segment each week. <laughs> Last week we talked about <laughs> Timberlake. No, Timberlake is a fucking god compared to this. And he's not an dick. asshole. He just has a quality that isn't completely appealing, but he's super funny. Right. Supposedly he treats people well in his life today. Yeah, and that's just my opinion. And um, people can, I, I know. I don't like or don't like, yeah, whoever. Yeah, and I know a lot of people like Justin Timberlake, and that's 
that's fine. He's just not a guy for me. But I but will. But John Mayer. I will argue for people who like John Mayer. I no, will argue. No, because that's actually a character issue. Yeah, like, and he's he, he talked about uh, the, his sexual exploits on mm. Howard Stern, especially oh. about Jessica Simpson. Mm. About how this she was this drug that he couldn't quit, and Ew. sex with her was like explo- like just really so disrespectful, disrespectful, to her. asshole. Anyways, uh-huh. so that's fifteen minutes in about <laughs> something we're not talking about, uh, and that uh, concludes our bashing section. And cleanse, and but cleanse. you go first today. And purge. So I'm going to talk about, uh, first, um, my sources for this. I'm going to talk about the story of Paul Amadeus Dynach, Dynach. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a book called Chronicles of the Future. Okay. This story has everything. Ooh. It's got body swaps. <laughs> it's got time. It's got dreams. It's got just amazing story. I love time and I love dreams. Time, I like all the things. You'll like those all these are interesting. things. Yeah. These are all it, basically he claims to have time traveled. Ugh, okay. One of my favorites. So my sources are uh, um, blah, 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 futurenow.su um, it's a story by Achilles Sirigis um, and also the story from a podcast called Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Paul Amadeus Dynak is a Swiss-Austrian teacher. He had a background in humanitarian studies, mm-hmm. cultural history, classical theology, which was, he primarily focused on ancient Greek and Latin written language. So at 31 years old, that's when he was in his 20s. At 31 years old, he's now a history teacher. Okay. Healthy guy. And during a normal activity, they don't say what, I hope it wasn't sex because he fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> and he didn't wake up. Oh, ever? Well, no. <laughs> uh, he he freaked the family out because he did not wake up for fifteen days. Fifteen days. Fifteen days in nineteen seventeen. They called it a sleeping. Uh, was it called sleeping sickness? They, huh. Basically, it was just this kind of thing like that was happening around that time. They don't know what it was. He was probably up all night when they were sleeping. Like, <laughs> la, 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 I love my life. And it's like, whoop, I hear a stir upstairs. Like a meth head. <laughs> like up for five days. And they just fucking Early crashes. 20th century meth head, meth yes. Head. Okay, so let's call that. Okay. So Paul, PA, Paul was a meth head. So he fell asleep into a coma. Doctors don't know why wow. for 15 days in 1917. Okay. Wakes up. Seems to be fine. La, 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 fell into another coma. Oh, no. In 1921. What if it happens? Well, I mean, I guess he wasn't driving. No, I just, he, like, he fell asleep and just, they couldn't wake him up. But what if he's doing something, like... I know. Driving a stagecoach. Like, I, I mean, oh, and he's like... Like a narco... Yeah, narcolepsy, narcolepsy, right? <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yes, I just remembered a person... I used to work with, she had narcolepsy. Uh-huh. And instead of putting her someplace where it was busy and shit, yeah. these fucking brilliant bosses put her in an office by herself to get work done. I'm like, dude, she's going to fall asleep every five minutes. And she did. So productivity was really low. Really low. <laughs> um, so anyways, whatever. So he falls into another coma and he is asleep for an, a year to the point where. But how did they keep him alive? He's on a feeding tube. Ooh. Now imagine if that was now. They had to cut him off because we need that bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it depends on his insurance. And his insurance. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's unfortunate because his mom dies during the time he's asleep. Oh, my God. So he wakes up and it's 1922. He woke up 
He's completely fine. He's, he's probably aging more slowly. Maybe because he was sleeping. Uh-huh. He's fully functioning. Some of his muscles are obviously not yeah, up to par, yeah. but he's fine. Doctors still don't know what the fuck happened to this God, guy. weird. Yeah. And when he woke up from the coma, he's acting kind of strange. He doesn't want to talk about it, uh-huh. obviously. And he kind of busies himself uh, with his mom's affairs okay because his mom had died while he was sleeping yes and he becomes sort of a recluse but again not crazy because he Mm. wasn't a super outgoing person to begin with okay so nothing but then later he just has some serious health problems so i really hope he does have good insurance (laughs) because he comes down with tuberculosis oh no yeah in 1922 consumption consumption so the physicians say dude um, you need a better climate, a more temperate uh-huh. climate. So he goes off and goes to Athens, which is a lot like our uh, oh, climate. Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh, the Mediterranean is a lot like California. Oh. Um, so he goes over to Athens, Greece. And in Athens, he's teaching French and German to adult students. Okay. Um, so one time, and even the students there were like, he's kind of weird. <laughs> and there's um there's a language barrier. He doesn't know Greek Okay. Fully, but you know, he's able to communicate. Yeah. So one time a student found Paul sitting across from the Parthenon and he's kind of staring at one of the rocks and it's roped off. Okay. And the student just thought maybe make a small talk and made a comment like, wow, can you imagine someone 2000 years ago was probably looking at the same rock? It's kind of like looking at the past. Yes. And Paul's like, I see your basic observation (laughs) and I will go ahead and raise you this observation. And I raise you one crazy notion. (laughs) Right. He goes, yeah. And this rock will probably be here 2000 years from now. So if you take a look at it long enough, it's like looking into the future. Hmm. And the student's like okay i gotta go i think i get some baklava <laughs> i uh for which is weird because for me i'd have been like excuse me tell me everything here's some weed <laughs> i know totally tell me what you're thinking <laughs> um yeah uh then he was like he told him there won't be bars around this in the future oh so kind of a peak but again i bet that student went goodbye <laughs> Something suddenly came up, Marsha Brady. <laughs> Everything leads back. <laughs> back to, to Maureen McCormick. Um, so, but he did uh, befriend another student, uh, George Papahadsis. I wonder if he's Greek. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. It's kind of a neutral name. <laughs> um, that's like Smith back there. Yeah. Uh, so he gets close to Paul. In April 1923, Paul is kind of you know uh deteriorating his tuberculosis gets worse oh he teaches less and less and the last super contagious though isn't it but george uh hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Didn't get it, thankfully. Okay. Um. So the tuberculosis gets worse. He teaches less. And the last year of his life, I think he's just isolating himself. Um, he dies in the spring of 1924. And this is kind of where the story of Paul ends, right? It's like he's a teacher. He died. Is it? Yeah, it's contagious. Okay, so I don't know. George, George Papahadzis, man. He's got a fucking immunity system. He probably brought some system. people down over there. <laughs> but George. But not George. Not George. <laughs> his immunity system was tap natch. It's eating that Mediterranean food. Later became a CNN correspondent. <laughs> Ooh. Gonna, that George <laughs> that Papadopoulos. Papa I don't Papadopoulos, know what right? his name. Okay. Um, so that's basically supposedly where it should end Paul's story okay 1972 (gasps) Paul's friend George publishes a book and basically it's a translation of Paul's diary entries oh and the diary was actually given to him by Paul and it's like oh here you could practice translating and as he's reading it he realizes he wants you know he was like saying you could you know translate this from german to greek yeah but george realizes as he's reading it's paul's diaries oh so the few entries in 1918 he goes on about this kind of childhood love that he had named anna who ended up marrying another guy and then mm. died it's like this unrequited love he had put a pin on that because we're going to bring <laughs> that back okay to the end okay and then, and then this diary starts up again when he woke up from his second coma. Uh-huh. So in this entry, Paul said he has this weight on him that he he somehow burdened with this kind of knowledge. Uh-huh. And then later in the entries, he finally tells a story of what happened to him during the coma. Oh, thank God. Strap the fuck <laughs> on because it's about to get insane. Strap on. Strap on. <laughs> I think you mean strap strap in. Strap on your aluminum dild because it's about to get fucked up. No, it's strap on. It is strap on. No, that was correct. No, no, it was correct. Don't correct me. Strap on. I know what I'm doing. Okay, go ahead. Okay, got your aluminum dild on? It's on. Okay. So apparently he, in this coma, he woke up in a hospital. Okay. He was in a lot of pain. His vision was blurry. He couldn't describe what was around him. He looks out the window and he sees beautiful countryside. Okay. okay? And he's in pain though. Yeah. So he didn't really get up. 12 days in, pain vanishes. He can walk around now. He does not recognize this hospital. Whoa. His head is wrapped in bandages. And when they went to remove it, he goes and he looks in the mirror just to see like how fucked up his face yeah. was because he doesn't know why he has bandages. Because. Uh-huh. He doesn't know what happened. Yeah. And he saw something fucked up all right. Because when he looked in the mirror, yeah. he didn't see himself. Oh, it was a whole different it face. It was a whole different face. It was a young guy. He's like, what the fuck? He's in somebody else's body. Oh. His, the hospital won't allow the nurses. He freaks out so much. He, the nurses were like, we're not going to deal with this guy. So <laughs> he's only dealing with these two doctors that were allowed to okay. treat him. Okay. He couldn't understand the language. Now, remember, he is a like basically like he knows different dialects. Mm-hmm, he studied language mm-hmm. before. He says 
their dialect has an Anglo-Saxon root, some Scandinavian, but he had never heard of the language that they were speaking. Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah. So Paul is finally allowed to walk around in the hospital and uh-huh. he couldn't understand what he was seeing because the waiting room, there was large shiny tables, uh-huh. chairs and stools that looked like it was made out of crystal. And oh. as he's like learning things, he's also hearing the same name from the doctors and the nurses, um, Andreas Northman. And he realizes he's Andre- Andreas, sorry. Oh. He's Andreas Northman. And apparently Andreas got into an accident and had died and was revived by the doctors by freezing his brain somehow. Except, oops, when they, he brought, they fucking brought in somebody else. Andreas is still out there somewhere. Uh-oh. And Paul is in this guy. We're just going to bandage his brain up. And, oh. No big deal. No big deal. Nurses, go do something else. Look away. <laughs> so Paul says, um, he asks finally, like, what year is it? It's yeah. 3906 CE. Oh. And he's like, he's from the 20s, dude. So yeah. he's like, what? And he couldn't sleep. He daydreams, he like dozes off, but he could not fall asleep, which apparently in the future was still something like, whoa. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck's going on with you? Yeah. When the doctors couldn't figure out why he couldn't sleep, they sent in two visitors dressed in this kind of fine white clothing. And it almost looked like they were priests of some sort. And Paul was um, sensing this from them. Turns out they were something called electors. Oh. And they were spiritual leaders of the society. And Paul felt like he could confess to them. Oh. So Paul was like, my name is Paul. This is what year I'm from. Blah, blah, blah. And surprisingly, the two men understand him. Oh. And he, and they reassured him, dude, don't worry. This has happened before. (laughs) Right? They said human cognition and time are just an illusion. He's like, that means nothing to me. (laughs) But he figures that his consciousness must have fallen through some kind of portal and Mm -hmm. ended up in Andreas's body. The electors eventually teaches him like the language. Yeah. And gave him a strange device that could narrate books and bring pictures to life. Oh. So they gave him a Samsung Samsung Galaxy <laughs> 20. But he describes it almost like a tablet. Oh. Right? Electors tell him time and human creatures are subjective impressions. And the more true objective reality is something called a samid. A salmon. And it's in the way they talk about it is they're talking about universal Mm. consciousness. Mm -hmm. Electors say, so he was like, please don't tell other people about my story. Yeah. What if they think I'm crazy? And they're saying, well, the Valley of the Roses will be the final decider of whether your story is shared with others. Oh. This Valley of the Roses. Yeah. So Andreas, this guy Andreas, his best friend Stefan comes to pick him up. And can tell immediately this is not his best friend. Mm-hmm. And um, even his handwriting was different because it's Paul. Yeah. And But Steve, I guess Stefan was just like, no, it's cool. I'll take him. I'll house him. Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> Steve and Stefan. Well, um, no, I mean, it's just like. I know, the Stefan from SNL. Yeah. <laughs> There's this great place in downtown New York City. It's cool. <laughs> It's Time called <laughs> Toilet <Ew>. Plunger. <laughs> uh, it has everything. Um, it's got a time-traveling guy named Andreas who's really Paul. Ask for Andreas. <laughs> and so 
he takes him from the hospital and kind of like served as his future tour guide Mm -hmm. and showed him um, the beautiful it seemed like they were in Scandinavia okay and he Paul was like crazy weird like he owned or Stefan owned this kind of countryside Uh and and nobody was working Everybody was like talking and walking. He even went to Italy okay. with his friends. And so he wow. thought, oh, maybe this Stefan guy is a fucking trust fund baby. But then later he finds out, Stefan explains that what happens now is everybody after high school, after they graduate school at mm-hmm. 17, they do a two year service. From 17 to 19, they work at a city at whatever job is given to them. And they oh. get and they get paid enough uh, so that they could live off of it for the rest of their lives. Whoa. Yeah. And Paul says he sees flying vehicles, huge observational towers, and he's, again, he's from where movies haven't even begun. Yeah. He talks about 3D movie theaters, and he talks about, like, jumbotrons, which is basically flat screen, you know, right? Um, Stefan explains, like, he's interested in what happened. Uh So Stefan explains there was a mask nuclear war in 2309 CE that destroyed the population. Mm. And then when it came back up again, a universal commonwealth emerged. And there was this kind of unified quality. Mm -hmm. And now society values your spiritual versus your material. God, that would be amazing. If that was the truth, right? Hopefully. Um, There's so much more in the entries. Like if you Uh buy the book, because you can actually buy the book, Chronicles from the Future. And he talks about 2396 A.D., of the great change of what happens more. I mean, there's more specifics. Um, and then 30, 33, 2 AD. And he goes on and on. I mean, it's crazy. Um, basically in the end, what he writes is people do not count anymore. The successes of their lives with technological and material standards of living, but mainly with their emotional, mental and spiritual development and self-improvement. Mm. People work only two years in their whole life between the equivalent of seven to 10 to 19 years. The population of earth is less than a billion people. And there's an abundance of products for a decent living. The laws in society are radically reduced to very few only as the negative or criminal intentions of individuals in the society are almost absent that's what he talks about so how where does all that money come from i don't know (laughs) he didn't have like an an economical plan i think he just took it like he didn't you know i think he just took what the guy what he witnessed and what and what stefan told him him. right he wasn't like i'm gonna go to (laughs) i'm gonna go to university before i return right because honestly if you like what if you were you ended up in his shoes yeah i ain't trying to fucking study how the economy works i'm just like cool I think this is it great. depends how long I'm there because there's going to come a point where I'm like, okay, so how does this work? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Where does the money come I from? Because like, I want to make sure it's not going to run out. I don't fucking care. Like, like if these <laughs> people have been living for years like this, let's go no. on vacation all day fucking long. Because what if it does run out and you spent that whole time studying about how the economy works? Because I going, would help restructure it. No, no, see, I, no, no. I'm going, I'm I know I would be. I, we'd have to meet for lunch like once a week because we're going to like live in two different parts of this world. No, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to ride this gravy train for as long as it goes. And then when it all comes down, I'll go, Paula, tell me what to do. Because I don't fucking care. But let's go back to what we were doing. I'll just be like, I'm so tired. <laughs> I've gone blind. I can't like life anymore. So anyways, 
as the one year he's there for a year yeah closes in he goes to this valley of the roses uh-huh. that the elector talked about feels like it's jury duty well you know you gotta go <laughs> um and in the valley of the roses he uh, they took a flying boat towards the mediterranean <laughs> so it sounds like a big fat plane um, oh, yeah they're called planes they're Those called are... planes you dumbass <laughs> um the city was very lush rivers temples beautiful okay supposedly it was home of the spiritual elite okay. who have devoted themselves to the philosophy to philosophy and science mm-hmm. and they were super in touch with summit okay. i feel like they were monks okay um paul hangs out there he has a spiritual awakening um and during this time he starts to kind of start missing anna again um. and paul goes to stefan like okay if i'm this whole other person in this whole other body why am i still having these feelings mm-hmm. about something from what probably doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, why do I still have these feelings of longing and love? And that's when Stephen, 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 yeah. Stephen tells him that's the summit. He mm-hmm. said, your love for Anna exists beyond you. Yeah. It's beyond place and time. In the summit is when he realizes, oh, it's, I feel like he realizes mm-hmm. a universal consciousness. And for the first time, he falls asleep. Oh, and then does he wake up? Is that... And then oh. he wakes up in 1922. Oh, God. And now he's like, oh, oh. where's my translator? Where I got a my- clock into work. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> that happens. And then when he dies, he gives it to the, the journals to George. George mm-hmm. reads it and decides he's going to give it to these secret societies. Fucking George. Um, and the Freemasons take it so seriously. Oh, the Freemasons. Yeah. They take it so seriously, they keep the diary under wraps. Worried about the knowledge of the future falling into the wrong hands. Not realizing that, that they're, they're the, the wrong, wrong hands. hands. <laughs> <laughs> so George, I think, I hopefully he made copies, yeah. he decides to publish it in 1972. Okay. And the Greek Orthodox Church was like, heresy! <laughs> and the first edition disappears from the bookshelves. Oh, wow. Six years later, George is like, I'm going to publish it again in 1979. And it's titled now is Valley of the Roses. Uh-huh. And then he passes on. And then it was kind of like nobody took interest in Paul after that until a Greek writer and TV producer, the person that wrote this article that I got this information from, yeah. Achilles uh, finds an old copy and translate it into English. Oh. So that's how it comes back. So now people are debating, was this just a fucking crazy-ass fever dream? Uh-huh. Um, you know, lots of his descriptions of the elders, the summits, the Valley of the Roses have a lot of Hindu touches to it. Uh-huh. And he studied religion, and maybe that was just his brain conjuring. I mean, maybe. But it's his future predictions that makes oh, everyone take pause. And have any of those predictions come true? The nuclear weapons. So he talks oh. about nuclear weapons when people didn't even fucking know what nuclear was. Yeah. He didn't even know what nuclear weapons was. Um, and a lot of, again, I would have to go into the book, but I, it was serious enough for the fucking Freemasons to be like, eh, let's hide this. Because he goes into specifics of yeah. how, like, how everybody, like, people who are in control, how it all breaks down, what happens, a lot of it's climate uh, stuff. I wonder, I think there was some study of the, like, the atom bomb in that early in the 20th century, though. I don't know. So that's my story of Paul. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was a dream. 
they were talking about this other guy in 2012 that had gotten into an accident. No, it makes you wonder, though. I mean, like, the the knowledge, everything is out in this shared space. Yeah. And, and because they were saying that, like, so there's this one guy in 2012 that he had gotten into an accident. Yeah. And that he had dreamed he was in another life uh-huh. and his wife was pregnant. But he was still him. Yeah. And it was still people from his current life. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. were saying, dude, you just, it was just a dream. Yes. I think with the Paul thing, what's still in controversy is it was a completely different life. A yeah. completely yeah, different person. Definitely so. And really the only kind of connecting to his old life is this the the religion topic? So what happened taught. to the guy who you know Andreas who lived in that body, like probably, whose body it was? He probably came back into consciousness. But I mean, like, where was he? And like, if they had swapped, it would have been right great where, if he woke up. Yeah, where was he exactly? Yeah. It would have been great if he woke up and went. You will never believe this shit. <laughs> I was a chick from the eighteen hundreds, like. Oh, yeah, they're not even just swapping bodies back yeah. and forth. They're like everyone's yeah, swapping bodies. Paul was still in a coma. Yeah. So Andreas couldn't have gone over to Paul's body. That's what I was saying. No, I mean, he could, but like, what if he did? Yeah. And like, then he woke up. He wasn't in a coma. Like, what I'm imagining is, and I always wondered that, too, a long time ago. Like, yeah. What if, like, and I always think that about dreams. Like, yeah. what if our dreams yes. is a memory of another I know. Life? That, that's the coolest. Right? I love that idea. And so I thought, like, if people are in a coma, and yeah. obviously their body is not working, their consciousness goes into the universal mix yes right and maybe when paul just happened to be passing by and they revived <laughs> what's his name yeah through freezing his brain or whatever yes. and just like sucked paul yep. into that like and who because maybe andreas was like out i don't know like yes it must have been hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Just a weird glitch. Yeah. I don't know. Like, oops, wrong body. Let's. It's just interesting to <laughs> think i really do i really the more we go into topics like this yes. the more i really do believe in a universal consciousness can explain i actually do too yeah yeah i feel like it can explain a lot yes of what we wonder about mm-hmm. and why is that so crazy why i mean it, it really isn't i mean if some people believe in a god yeah isn't that just another interpretation plus these things that happened to people that expose skills that they right. weren't taught in this lifetime. Right. You know, all of that. How does that happen? You can't just yeah. say this gray mass mm-hmm. creates all that. Or, and I mean, I don't know. How families pass on abilities. I mean, it is taught, but to be born. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just, it does. I mean, you've seen fit. kids. It fits that, together. There was one 
<laughs> there is one video of this three-year-old girl, and it's so cute because she's wearing like a really fluffy dress, uh-huh. and she's on the skate park, yeah, skating like she is. Oh my god, amazing! Yeah. Like, and she, the balance, the poise is not of a three-year-old. Yeah, it just isn't. Like, how the fuck? How she's like, it's amazing. I have to show you the video. I know. No, that is amazing. And how in the world did she learn that? At three. Mm -hmm. When her parents, I don't think, are like skateboarders. Yeah. Like, amazing. And then, you know, people (laughs) who, I mean, you've seen these kids that play the piano. And listen, you can learn how to play the piano. But I saw like a five-year-old. Yeah. I'm like, dude, (laughs) that is somebody else. Yeah. That's someone else. She didn't start here. No, exactly. (laughs) This is like her fifth life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So that's my story. It is very, I really, really want to... I really want to study that a lot more. The universal consciousness. consciousness. And I've been reading this book. I think I mentioned it last episode on hedge, which, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hedge, which is, and there are these uh, meditations with drums where it helps you kind of get to the other side. And I haven't done one of them yet. I watched one of them because I'm like, I believe in it so much. I'm a little afraid afraid to do it. Well, also when I was like, because I was kind of looking into that too yeah. about vibrations and stuff. Yes. You yourself have to be in a high vibration because if you're in a low vibration, yeah. it could be a bad experience. So that's the other thing. Maybe right. like develop yourself to the point of being ready for Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. I don't think people can go into it willy nilly. They're like, no, I'm going to jump on over. No. And then they're like, oh yeah, fresh meat. Right. Because I think they said if you are in the low vibration, uh-huh. you will meet low vibration energy which is not... And that's what we do in conscious life, in a sense, right, too. Vibration right. attracts vibration. So why would it be different in a spiritual Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super interesting. So interesting. Right. Okay, but yeah, really I'm afraid, too. Yeah. Because I'm always like, but what if, what if I can't get back? Yes. And once we're not afraid, that's probably the signal that we're at a high enough Correct. vibration, at least part of the time, we're yeah. able to get to a higher vibration yeah. because I and think we're ready. if the fear is always there, you'll mm-hmm. never go. When an indoor cat goes out the door, they're like, woo, freedom. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, God, a bird, not with the screen right, between like, us. Oh, yeah. shit. Like, well, oh. Have mm-hmm. you like done, like, have you meditated and like kind of worked on that or like not till I mean meditated yes but more working on just controlling you. yeah just emotions yeah. and like my own body which I guess the vibrations on my body yeah but yeah I want to but I think that's good that's yeah. where to start right I think it is a good starting place because yeah. it feels very safe and you feel the shifts yeah in your body and breathing that kind right. of thing that that changes the energy yeah kind of slows it down and i think too like when we were talking about past lives yeah you know when this guy brian weiss takes you on a past life oh that's right yeah how do you know that's yours though yeah it could what be someone else's because maybe we've all lived every correct. life so it is ours and or it's what if we're picking not. from the universal consciousness and it's somebody else's yes thread yeah and you know what i mean yes no i mean that's all because everyone's all there. always somebody important well, I know. And that's kind of funny. Even though I love Shirley MacLaine so much. Shirley but MacLaine, hers were so extra special right. that I was like. Shirley MacLaine has claimed all the good past lives. All that's all left is. All of, is surfs. Different versions of what I've already done. I was a chambermaid and I emptied pots. I wiped Shirley MacLaine's ass. <laughs> 
So what's your story? I want to talk about torture. <gasps> Have you heard of the McCamey Manor? No. Oh. It's Tell this me. place. It started in San Diego. Really? And now there are a few different locations, including one in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it's this this guy, uh, what's his name? Well, McCamey is his name, but his first name is Russ McCamey. That's oddly close to McCambridge. No, it's not at all. <laughs> okay. He's not my kin. Mm-hmm. Although he could be. <laughs> it's kind of like some of them. No, but he had, he calls it Extreme Haunts in his house but people sign this like 40 page waiver and i mean they might pull out their own teeth they (gasps) use hypnosis and he for a time up until i think last year there was a twenty thousand dollar prize if you made it through and no one has made it through fuck no how's that (laughs) and there was i know fuck no there was no you weren't allowed to stop it in the beginning even though people weren't making it to the other end um so how would they not how would they stop? I don't know. Maybe they, passing they out. Died. No, because they were like shoving heads underwater. Here, no. Let me shit. read some of this. I've heard of things like this, mm-hmm. but yeah, I never. I don't know any details about like what they did because I would never in my entire life fucking do that. I no, I would never. I, I get scared about haunted houses and even some <laughs> drugging. It said in one of the articles. Holy shit! So, like, but you waive all rights. Yeah, no. And he and there was no cost for entry at one time, at least in San Diego. You just donate dog food for his dogs. What? I don't know where he got his money. He was formerly military. And he would monitor it. He's like, I don't do any of these things. I just monitor. But he's got to be some. But who's crazy- in there doing no, he this torture? Has, oh, he has volunteers. He what has staff. <laughs> no, he's a crazy fucking sociopath. Yeah, that may, that's now getting. And then people are crazy too because they're like, okay, I want to be tortured. He stopped the twenty thousand dollar prize, saying it was attracting the wrong kind of people who would do absolutely anything. It's like okay, you didn't well, have the money. Well. I know, because my daughter and I were joking, okay, if I could manage to do it four times a year, that's not a bad living. <laughs> like, okay, $80,000 a year. For one day of torture. Well, you know, like four days total for my $80,000. What did they do? Okay. That's my, that's like the thing. <laughs> okay, the McKamey Manor, and this is ladbible.com. Uh-huh. McKamey Manor is known for one thing and one thing only, scaring the living hell out of anyone who dares to visit. Russ McKamey said people have gone so far as to pull out their own teeth. Okay. Hundreds, maybe thousands of people have tried to make it through to the end of McKamey's survival horror boot camp experience. Mm. That it, and it's tailor-made to each person's worst fears. Whoa. No, because my worst fears have I'm to like, do with hurting we- animals and people, my children. Like I <sighs> like I don't know. Like that would be horrible. I have so many. How could I prioritize what my worst Fear is. Maybe I should just be like gaining weight, so they're like, "Here, have another cookie." <laughs> like, I'm yes. like, "I hate you, McCamey. Give me my twenty thousand. Ah, torture. But I think I can endure. More truffle fries. Oh no! Oh, oh, don't scare me so much. God, yeah. what my? I don't know what your biggest fear. My biggest fear. I don't want to drown or choke. Air. Yep. Not having air. Yep, that's part of it. That's a regular part of it. They shove your head underwater to the point that you feel like you're drowning. No. Yes. Mother. No. Why? Motherfucker. Why? Yeah. What? Oh, just for the 20000 I guess. I mean, yeah, you go through it. But for, and in the beginning, there was no safe word. But later, there was a safe word implemented because like in Tennessee, it's the law that somebody... you're allowed to stop it. And um, one guy had a heart attack apparently in there. Oh, fuck. Um, 
All kinds of gruesome. Okay, so um, yeah, and there was that twenty thousand dollar prize. No one made it through. In Wikipedia, it's it, God. They describe the McCamey Manor as an American nonprofit survival horror, and he talks to he talks about it like performance and shows. He's got to have found like a loophole around the law. Yeah, how it became a nonprofit. I don't know how it did, but that's bullshit. Well, because well, I guess they don't make a profit, right? I guess. For the dog like, food. Donate dog food. McCamey Manor is considered a pioneer of the notion of extreme haunts. Founded in San Diego, Ugh. originally located on his property, the house operates year-round, and the tour can last up to 18 hours. Oh, no, sorry, 18. Eight hours. But there is a 19-hour one, what? too. This what? was written in 2015. Is one, is one more money than the other? It has to be. No, in the beginning, I don't think there was that $20,000 prize and you were donating dog food to go through it. Oh, okay. But he, I mean, imagine eight hours Some people might torture. That might be something erotic for some people, you know, the, the like. Yeah, like some people like that. Yeah. But I mean, they'd be screaming. They would kidnap, like once it's all signed in that, they would kidnap people. There were people, neighbors, and I think it was the Tennessee one where... You know, woman be like screaming. They're yanking her out of the van and dragging her into the house. But she has already signed the waiver and wanted to do it. Oh but she's already terrified. Oh my god! And like you can't, especially in the beginning when they said there was no safe. Yeah, word, like you couldn't change your mind. And even once there was a safe word, some of the people who went through it said, "I was yelling the safe word for several oh, minutes before sh- they stopped." Like so, these people who are doing it, there's something wrong with them, and you I mean, they're sign- inflicting harm. But you signed the waiver too, so if they killed you, it doesn't matter. I mean, at least they have that to stand on. But I don't, I don't know. But you don't have a reassurance that they're not gonna. Like, like that's why I don't get. Well, yeah, you don't know are, for sure. I guess yeah, I guess guess. must sign a liability waiver to participate. Uh, it has attracted the uh, significant controversy and criticism and media scrutiny for its use of simulated, <laughs> they say simulated aggression in various forms of physical and psychological torture toward guests. I'm scared of Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> oh no you're putting him on top of me i hate jason momoa and my biggest fear is that he'll make love to me for the whole eight hours oh my god i'm terrified no no get out of my cabal will fondle my breasts for an hour i hate th- oh that's just my biggest nightmare no, oh, i don't want him to speak darth Raki to me i hate it i don't want him to be dressed in superman garb and take me away i never ever ever want to be the mother of dragons <laughs> Jesus. Okay, oh. you you got me, McKamey. You got me. The house permits just a handful of patrons to enter each weekend. Originally, guests were not required to pay. That's where the dog food comes in. Mm. At the Tennessee location, those age 21 or older can get in. 18 to 20 with parental consent. The Alabama location is 21 and over. The tour can last from four to eight hours. This was written a little bit older. Needs some updating because now there's the 19 hour one. Nuts. That's still going on. Meaning it's still people going on. Still... And I checked his website today and they have it like once a week. There's a, a show a performance. A show. So it's apparently still going on. What if we opened up a thing where we just like, oh, people like poop all the time. We're going to poop on you. I bet you we would have people come. 
Ugh, I wonder how much they would pay. I know, right? COVID's really putting a damper I on my financial. I love the idea of it, but I, I just mean, really would. I'm welcome. I, I'm willing to, to compromise. I'll poop on. I won't do anything Why integrity do they bring based. Poop. Like, Why are you making? Like, I feel like we're having a business meeting, and I did not expect you to suggest pooping on people. But I'm open. Let's start slowly with like feet. Help poop on your feet. No, no, no. I, I put poop off the table until You're not maybe... talking about my cat. No, I'm talking. No, I'm not talking about your cat. I'm saying like you know how people like feet. Uh huh. Maybe we could do something. Oh, put our feet in on a them? foot genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or step on their balls with high heels, Judy. Sorry. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I'm going to ask about it She's later. She's probably like, ah! <laughs> She's like, okay, I won't share the wedding pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, during the tour, employees of the manor may physically assault patrons. They hit them with vibrating toys. What? <laughs> I don't think that's how you're supposed to use that's the vibrating toys. Work. Jeez, they're not they, built for that. They waterboard them. Ugh. They force them to eat and drink unknown substances one place said their own vomit. Ew, what? Um, have them bound and gagged or engage in other forms of physical and psychological torture. One journalist, Tara West, mentions that in the communities where it occurs, the residents question how the attraction stays legal or even even with a waiver. But, I mean, people are signing up. That's They're why. They're signing up. I know, but that's... It's nothing's illegal. Like, can someone be considered in their right mind if they submit to that level of torture? But now you're going to have to go through everybody. It's a judgment. Every, I, yeah, it's I know, a, I because know. Because people... What one person deems normal, another pe- de- yeah, person know, deems not normal. We could be so crazy to somebody that's yeah, I know. living a sheltered life. You're right. Like, it's just so it's convoluted. Uh, while there is the safe word now, one participant, participant, Laura Hertz Brotherton, says that during her experience, she repeated, oh, this is the one, repeated the safe word for several minutes before employees stopped torturing her. She later went to a hospital for extensive injuries. Jesus. I know participants can be drugged during their experience. One of the volunteer guides detailed that the 40 page waiver signed by participants lists all of the possible risks endure, endured including pulling out their own teeth, a chance of getting a tattoo, and getting fingernails pulled out. This just sounds like a night out for some people. Oh, I only have eight fingernails. Oh, fuck. Fuck. How did I lose this tooth from last night? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, we, we're not going back to Tijuana, Mexico anymore, you guys. More tattoos. I lost a liver. and I, I woke up in a big tub full of ice. That was the, the, the horror story they would give you. So you oh. wouldn't go to Tijuana because yes. your, your innards will get put on the black People market. People do that. <laughs> really? Yes. You've been to Tijuana, Mexico? I think they do it in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, about the U.S., I yeah, believe Yeah, no, it. I mean, but that's just the point, though. Like, It's not Tijuana. That's, it's not Tijuana. Yeah. It's everywhere, but I guess they just have more leeway? I don't know. All right, the McCamey Manor facility in Summertown, uh, Tennessee, has been the subject of numerous complaints. County Commissioner Scott Franks wrote about an incident in which deputies were called to the property after a neighbor saw a woman dragged screaming from a van as part of the experience, saying, staged or not, this is simply something that none of us want anywhere near us. Oh, my God. I know. It's like not in my backyard. She's <laughs> like, help, help. No, I signed up for this. Help, help. <laughs> 
It's cool. It's cool. No, no, we're cool. <laughs> District Attorney Brent Cooper said that the program is legal because people are subjecting themselves to it voluntarily, though participants can withdraw their consent at any time according to Tennessee law. And, you know, it gets a little fuzzy. Mm. Uh, Russ McCamey, mm. who spent 23 years in the Navy... Sophia San Diego in the Navy mm-hmm. uh, says he never wants anyone to get hurt, but often they just insist. <laughs> they do it to themselves. He told us, "I don't do it to. I don't do it myself." They pull their own teeth, uh, which is very difficult to do, yeah. and they pull their own nail and they cut their own hair. I just monitor it. Like, what is he monitoring? Like, if they bleed, they like. I don't. Maybe... He. It's so nuts that he could act innocent in this. Well, I mean. What is he doing? Watching. I mean, he he has staff doing this while he watches. He's like a voyeur. Encourage them to come. That's the thing. But I mean, he created the atmosphere for it to happen. Right. He wanted it to happen. That was his intention. So he's maybe his intention on watching it because I've heard of that too. I'm sure he's whacking off behind the monitor. (laughs) I'm just monitoring it. I'm just monitoring. And by monitoring, I mean. Yeah, their ending is in the hospital, but my ending (laughs) is happy. Right. And that's what matters. That's what matters. With the use of hypnosis and other types of mind control techniques that we use, uh, we can get them to do some crazy things, but they still have to be willing to do it. They have to, you know. Mind control techniques? Well, I mean, that's the thing. They're really psychologically manipulating people. Even though we use hypnosis in different mind control situations, they're still very much aware of what's going on. They're not like completely out to where I can make them jump off a building or something. So, yeah, when the times that we've had people take out a tooth, they've taken out their own tooth, which is crazy to me. That's like, that's nuts to me. But, yeah, they get into it and they try to be the, and they try to be the best they can to Mm. really succeed. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, despite the obvious terror involved, the majority of people, McKamey says, love the experience and come back time and time again to test themselves against the manor. Mm. The San Diego Union Tribune reported that a woman named Amy Milligan uh, went through the experience and said she was traumatized. Let's see. She gave the hunt a positive review in her exit interview video because she wanted the hunt to produce a video of her tour so she could have evidence of what happened to her. Okay. The video, which the hunt produced and posted on YouTube, shows Milligan being pushed to the ground, pulled around by her hair, slapped while being picked up and driven in a van to McKamey's home. Uh Uh-huh. Shortly after they arrive at the home, the screen goes blank and a subtitle appears saying, I cannot show you what takes place. When the footage resumes, Milligan is lying in a freezer with a few inches of dark colored water, blindfolded while actors pour water over her head. Remember, this is in a freezer. Milligan appears cooperative and willing to play her part in the experience. Early in the experience, she appeared slightly defiant and even amused, then more concerned as the tour (laughs) intensifies. We've all had that relationship. Oh, more concerned. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> What's going on here? This part doesn't seem right. Mm. Later in the video, another section of footage is edited out. When the action resumes, Milligan is soaking wet and seems terrified. Mm-hmm. Milligan said the video was edited to hide the worst. She said the video doesn't show the part where she was forced to lie down, her hands bound, in a shallow pool of water with a cage over it. The actress repeatedly pushed her head underwater, her long hair wrapping around her neck as she begged them to let her go home. 
That's no, isn't it so terrifying? Scary. I'm going to die here, Milligan said. I'm going to drown. My hair is wrapping around my neck, and I and I started freaking out. I'm telling them I can't breathe, and they're just laughing and doing it more. Oh, my God. McKamey would not confirm the existence of the cage, but he said there's a lot of water involved in the haunt, and people will feel like they're drowning. Jesus. And also, too, they're, the people who are doing this are only human. So, yeah. Yes, they think, oh, we're probably not. But they also don't know, like, like her hair wrapping around, if that's real or not. Right, like, it got terrifying, and she wanted to stop. But because of the waiver she signed when she felt another way, they're like, nope, too late. And there was no safety word back in the no, beginning. No, no. And they, they didn't totally respect the safe word, even uh, right, when even they, they did create did it. Jesus. No. So then the, and then one employee interviewed for that said he was emphasizing that waiver, like, but they signed the waiver. They signed yeah, yeah, the waiver. Yeah. Daily.com talked about a petition to shut down McKamey Manor and tens of thousands of signatures were added to it online. This is from last year, October in 2019. Mm. Well, you're not open now. COVID. <laughs> or maybe they are like you could maybe you wave COVID. <laughs> I know my daughter was saying, did, did yeah, maybe walk, COVID is the haunt right, now. Like, you just walk down the <laughs> hall and people are just coughing. No one's you. wearing a mask. And touching your face. So <laughs> you nuts. are four feet from me. <laughs> I only quarantined for nine days. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> a haunted Don't house. send us hate mail. We're just joking. God. The petition is unchanged. <laughs> I'm at them for something. Do whatever you want. Um, 65,000 signatures on the change.org petition. And in the petition, McKamey Manor is called a torture chamber under disguise. They do screenings to find the weakest, most easily manipulated people to do the haunt. Oh, boy. Uh, the petition reads, one man was tortured so badly he passed out multiple times. Workers only stopped because they thought they had killed him. Oh, my God. Because some of the workers, are they come forward, too, so they're getting some information. The petition also claims that there have been accusations of sexual assault and the drugging of attendees. Oh, I didn't even think about the sexual assault. No, I know, because if you're drugged and psychologically manipulated and reduced to this state of totally mind. They take advantage of you and there's yeah. no consequence because mm-hmm. you, you signed, signed the up waiver. for it. And I mean, I mean, how many things do we click on without reading it because we want to get to our page? That's true. You know, read the privacy and it's like, you know, yep. and you're like, yep. ugh. I'm just going to sign it. Yeah. Just get it over with. Blah, blah, blah. They're not going to kill me. And they're like, we can sexually assault you. We can drown you. (laughs) You Pull out your own teeth. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Whatever. I just want to get to iTunes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to get to iTunes. I just want to download TikTok. (laughs) The petition also claims there have been, uh, oh, that's the sexual assault. And then there have been reports... Of sexual assault at the manor. There's re- there are reports that he hires workers with violent histories and sex offenders. It reads referring to Russ McKamey, who owns and operates the haunted house. Uh, he uses needles to inject people with drugs, forces them to ingest pills slash questionable items to force hallucinations. Mm. Attendees can reportedly be subjected to having their own teeth pulled out, having their fingernails pulled off, <sighs> getting a tattoo, which some of these things we mentioned, but this is included I in the mean, petition. The getting a tattoo. I could do that, but I mean what kind of tattoo? I know. 
I mean, it could say I love Hitler and I'd be like, I hate this on my body for all eternity. That's true. You don't get a choice. Or tattoo of McKamey's fucking face. It doesn't seem like an environment where you have choices. So you're right. Are you just like a butterfly on my ankle, please? <laughs> no. They're going to be like, yeah, we'll pull the wings off a butterfly oh and tattoo the... Ugh, no. Uh, the man behind the petition, Frank Towery... Claims participants have been forced to eat things waterboarded, forced underwater, duct tape wrap, wrapped around their heads. Jeez. And he, the goal is that the locations be closed immediately. McCamey told WFLA that the manor is merely a crazy haunted house designed to last up to 10 hours. And that this, again, is a few years old because it's up to 19 now. I'm a very straight-laced conservative guy, but here I run this crazy haunted house that people think is a torture factory, fetish factory, he said. What else is it? No, I mean, that's it's what it is. family That's fun. what it is. No one's going there for Disneyland environment. Like... What is it then if it's oh not God. a torture factory slash fetish? Can you imagine if that's at the end of the vacation movie? <laughs> Wally World's closed, so let's go to the manor. Right. Yeah. You get, you know, what, a, a strap-on aluminum dild afterwards? Blah. Just bringing that back around. <laughs> <laughs> Just because everything's related. That's right. The controversy surrounding him in the show, though, has helped him drum up business, though Russ has also, I don't know why they keep calling him Russ instead of McKamey, but McKamey is, has often received death threats. He says, I still get a lot of hate mail and hate emails, hate voice messages on the phone, crazy ones, you know, from people wanting to kill me and stuff. He's I mean, death threats. It's crazy. Crazy. Really? Crazy? That people want to kill really? an evil, mean man? We, uh, it, but what you're doing is totally legit. I mean, come yes. On. And also, he has all this backlash from it, and he's not doing it for money. So I have to imagine this. He gets there's off pleasure. On this. There's in a it. pleasure in this, mm-hmm. but either from attention or from actually watching people be tortured. Yeah, there, he has to. It's just so insane. I saw something on TikTok where this girl she was a model yeah. and she was assigned to this job and she had to sign, same thing, sign a waiver. Yeah. She didn't read it because they're like, fuck it, I'm going to get paid. And they got flown to the city and that they came into this ballroom and it was just all these fucking like uber rich 1% yeah, billionaire yeah, yeah. eyes wide shut moment. There were all these very beautiful models and actresses. They were all in like bikinis and whatever. And then they fucking pull out like fear factor food. <gasps> like eyeballs and brains and oh shit like my that. God. And they had to eat it. And it's like these a bunch of billionaires got off on seeing pretty girls eating gross shit. Oh my God. Like that's how dementedly rich that they were. That like they're that's so what... ultimately so bored. That they have to make up this thing. And so disconnected to the feelings and well-being of other people. Like, oh, yeah. They've been disconnected. <laughs> that that yeah, kind of yeah. mentality. Yeah. They don't even see those girls as people now. This is entertainment. This is, you know, the Coliseum oh, watching people getting yes, eaten by lions. Yes, exactly. That's the psychology. Yeah, it's for me. And oh, I think this man. guy might be the same way. But he, he is just, definitely like that. He generated his own. If it's not, he was smart. He didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> Well, right. Business-wise, <laughs> he's got some skills. He's got some skills. No taxes? He's a, a non-profit. Uh, 
Let's see. Oh, he also now has an easier version of the Manor Tour. He says he got rid of the $20,000 prize because it attracted the wrong kind of people who were willing to do anything. He's, you know, I think that the wrong people, though, are the ones who are actually willing to, to do, do anything. anything. If they're not being tortured, I mean, their torture might have seemed less. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, right. he was in danger of losing the 20000 I mean, exactly. he was making. Because, yeah. Well, in fact, he basically says that. Because there's uh, people that will go through it to get that twenty grand. Yeah, people are it's desperate. worth it because yeah. that's how desperate. Uh, he says I was getting the crazy ones that were like that would do anything when the manor is always gonna win. I tell them that you know you're not going to walk away with a penny. Ten hours of manor activities is going to beat anyone. I don't care who you are or how tough you are. So there's some issue there too. <sighs> Ten hours. Yeah, and then he upped it to 19. So nobody, it's a guarantee that no one's going to Yes. Play. I mean, even though he took the 20,000, now no one's going to have the, at least bragging rights to say that they've made it through. Yes. Yeah, and no one has made it through. So let's see. There was one called Descent that was shorter. That was the easier one, so to speak. Uh, Desolation, it was the 10 hour. And then there's something else. I'll come across it when as I go down. There's another one that's longer. I think one of my, not like friends, but internet friend I used to work with uh, on Playboy, uh, Adam Todd Brown, I think he went to one of those. Oh, God, it'll be I'm interesting gonna have to talk to, like, to him. Yeah, reach out to see. him if you know. I, I, I vaguely remember this because, I mean, Adam, I think he's down for whatever and he's super like... He's brave like it that. It would make you curious. I wonder if he did. But the thing is, even if you could outwit him in the psychological manipulation, if they drug you, yeah, that's right. you're just not in your right mind anymore. And now it's not fair. And I feel like that should nullify a waiver or any other contract. Yeah, because you're not in your right mind now. Yeah, you can't judge. And, if you're pulling out yeah. your own teeth, I mean, something has shifted. Yeah, it's so crazy. I wonder what the milder one is. I know, like six hours. Of pulling out your nose hair. It's not a big deal. But I mean, he even says how you can't really count it, though, because it's not the real show. He says he hears a lot. I'll be the one. I'll be the first one to complete it. And if somebody really wants that 10-hour desolation tour, we can... Oh, maybe it is 10 and 19. Okay. The 10-hour desolation tour, we can hook them up. You really don't want to do it. But if you do, just be mentally and physically prepared. It's going to be a rough show. He said, but I recommend the easy, easier tours first to see how you do. What if you get like some fucking big-ass dude... And he just starts kicking the shit out of you. Like, mm-hmm. what if... But is that in the waiver? I wonder if they're like, you can't defend yourself. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Because I can imagine people, you know, if it gets too much and they're being ignored, I can imagine mm-hmm. some people would do the, you know, flight, fight or flight, would fight. Yes. Oh, that's true. While they're hurting you, can you hurt them? Right. And like, can you come in armed? I did have a lot of questions like that. Like, can you defend? Are you naked? Are you very minimal, minimally dressed? Can you bring any item with you? Right. Like a club or right. I mean, you're not going to be allowed to bring a gun. Well, you probably can't. I don't think you could use an object, but could you physically? Like if I overpower them and I'm dumping, dunking their face in the water. Yes. Like, is that going to be a thing? Yeah. Probably not. Maybe it's in the contract the, yeah, that, but, but nobody you wants cannot. to read. <laughs> I 
it's too yeah, long. Yeah, no one wants to it's read. Too long. It's 40 pages. It's so nuts. But that's it. The <sighs> McKamey Manor. So all these things that we want to visit, that's one that we won't. No, we Although, won't visit. We would love to talk to somebody who has. Oh, yeah. If any of you have gone to the McKamey Manor. I mean, it might be crazy to us, but no judgment to you, especially if you were. No, we'd be completely curious about like why you went and what your experience was and if you would do it again. Yeah. Because some of the people who went, like one of his volunteers was someone who had come back several times. They didn't make it through, but they kept thinking, okay, this time, this time, this time. Like they needed to prove it to themselves. That's okay. (laughs) Oh God, no, I don't need to prove that to myself. I don't need to prove anything. I'm, I will wimp out at the moment. No, pull out my fucking fingernails. Uh, Like anytime, like I, uh, I mean, yeah, fingernails, not even like for me, it's like if you even just like gouge me with a knife. Oh, okay, I give up. Like fuck, safety one oh, no. banana. No, <laughs> yeah. no. If you if you walk toward me and I don't like the way you're walking, <laughs> I'm gonna freak out and yell my safe word. They're like, okay, Paula, we have one more. I'm like, ah, you didn't even make it through the door. <laughs> the door opened suddenly. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, and I'm scared of the dark, so you know it's dark. I don't think they have good lighting mm. in there. You know it's dark. And so when you're in the water, you don't even see it coming. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That's a good way to end it. Nope. <laughs> so you guys, go ahead and unstrap that dild. We're done. It's time. This podcast Take is, a shower, wash it all off of you. This podcast is cleansed. <laughs> Until next Friday. Then we're going to dirty you up again. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wait What? And remember, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you've got to meet our intern, Sarah. She's all over TikTok. And you can find all this on our website on waitwhatpodcast.com with three A's.